Hello and welcome to Threads, the show about clothes and those who show, sew, and pose in the fashion world. I'm your host, Katie Rosendahl. Your wedding day is something special. It's one of those momentous days that you will remember forever. A lot of work goes into planning a wedding from the venue to food to number of guests, but for many, it's most important to have the perfect dress. Today, I'm going to be talking to bridal designer Melik Dekishi. Uh, Melik, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here at home. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I first wanted to start off by asking why did you decide to go into bridal design? Um, I decided, well, I've always, you know, I, I started out designing clothes, honestly, when I was probably in seventh grade, because I'm a small person, and I was always a small person, and all of my peers around me started to dress cool and have their own sense of style, and I was shopping in the kids' department, <laughs> so um, from there, I, like, literally would take apart my favorite clothes, pin them to the ground, and I didn't even call it a pattern then. I was like, I need the shape of what I'm doing. And I was able to like start designing clothes from there, and then I would cut them out in my own fabrics and make my own clothes. And then it wasn't until like doing dances, like high school dances and things like that, that I started making gowns. And I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. It's like, you're getting to make the most beautiful dress you want and you imagine. And then of course that developed into doing bridal dresses for people. I made my sister's wedding gown and seeing somebody put on like a gown that they, it's the gown that they want to be like their dream dress, something that it's the one day you want to be stunning and flawless and look your very best. And then seeing that smile light up on their face, like you've achieved that, <laughs> like, that just brings me so much joy to be able to give them that confidence on their day. Like, so that's kind of where I was like, this is my thing. I'm sticking here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you don't have, you've been um, doing other designing too, right? Like how, yeah. What other um, types of designing have you done? Uh, so I actually still work a full-time job in the fashion industry doing uh, mass retail designer stuff, like uh, for stores like Macy's and Nordstrom's and things like that. But I design dresses for uh, the Missy divisions, the young contemporary, the junior markets. So just women from all ages <laughs> for the most part. But it's not quite the attention to detail that bridal has in the mass market. So I really like to focus my attention on making each piece special, whereas opposed to in the mass market industry, it's like make it cost effective <laughs> and make sure everybody likes it. So yeah, so for the past 10 years, I've been designing for um, just different companies in the industry and it's fun and I love it. But this is my passion where I want to grow my business. Gotcha. And then um, moving on to a little bit more fun of a question, but uh, if you could design a dress for anyone, who would you choose? Oh, I have not thought about that. Um, let's see. I have to admit, I'm really bad with celebrities. <laughs> I, I feel like I need to be more in the know, but I like don't even watch that much TV and I do like maybe late at night. I don't know. Let's see. Um, it could be anybody. Like, ooh, what about Zoe Kravitz? She's like so kick-ass. I love her. <laughs> she, yeah, she's amazing. I, I, even with like her hair and like, yeah, that would be an interesting. Yeah. Oh, but I just remember she just got married. So if she decides to like have another reception. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yes. People get remarried, right? Yeah. Yes. So, all right. Well, um, 
Now you yourself are married and you designed your own dress, correct? I did. I got married two years ago to my high school sweetheart and look how cheesy I am. I pulled out my dress oh! with it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like not in a studio or anything, so. It looks amazing. <laughs> your setup looks awesome, so. Um, so designing your own dress for your own wedding, what was that experience like? Um, well, that was probably around the point where, uh, you know, everybody would tell you, oh no, don't make your own dress and you're going to be so stressed out. And I'm like, how would I not make my own dress? Um, but I did turn to, uh, start to build my team around having like the best pattern maker and the best seamstress and a cutter and like building a team around it and like learning that I could relinquish these like hands-on duties and seeing like their skill level, they're such professionals and their skills are phenomenal that it took so much of the stress off of me and just like kind of taught me personally how much fun I can have, like really focusing on the details and like my fabric sourcing and putting more emphasis into like all the little things that I want to do that where if I was doing it all myself, I could maybe not have time to get it all done or like using their expertise. So that was kind of my experience. And in the end, oh my God, I couldn't have asked for like anything more. And I'm glad that I kind of got that experience that I want to give to my brides too. So I think it definitely takes one to know one. So I'm glad I went through the process. So I, when brides come to me, I know exactly what they're talking about. That's great. That's amazing. So would you say like, um, w when you're designing, is it more of a, like a solo, like um, experience for you like let's just not say like for you in particular but when you're designing somebody else's is it a solo experience or do you have like a collaborative experience um, with like many other people involved in the design of the dress so right now I would say it's a collaborative experience but it's more like I like to think of it as co-creation with the bride and me and then of course maybe sometimes they bring their husbands with them who tend to get very bored when we're talking about dresses honestly <laughs> but they might bring their best friend or their mom and we really like will go through all of I have to kind of get to know them and their aesthetic and then really fine-tune like you know they might start with showing me some pictures of what they love and I have to dig into what makes you love that so I'm really just trying to pull the creation from them and then I take the on the task of consolidating it all into just a few designs and I think that's something that really does come with experience of like listening to people and knowing how to take what they're saying but actually put it into something that works in a garment gotcha and then um Moving on from that, let's see. I could add actually just onto that. Sorry, thought hit me a little later. Yeah. Throughout the whole process is another thing I love about doing custom bridal is it can evolve and it can change. So like we first do like we first fit a first drape on them. And I had one bride call it the Frankenstein dress because it's in like just a muslin fabric. And you put that on and they you start to see where it's taking shape. And then they can also like uh, make changes from there. And then maybe we chop off the sleeve halfway through. And so it's kind of like this evolving process. And I think that gives the bride such an experience where, you know, they feel that it's exclusively for them. So it's like the co-creation process just keeps going that by the end, they feel like they really had a part in creating their own gown too, which I think is really cool because a lot of people just go to the store and buy one that they fall in love with, but I feel like it's a deeper kind of love when you created it. Yeah, that does sound really cool. Um, 
when like how many alterations or like drafts would you say that you go through with a dress typically Typically, I would try to just do three, like the, the first drape, and then the second drape will be more fine-tuned details, similar fabrics, and then ultimately the final gown. And from there, I rarely have to do little tweaks, but if I do, oh, okay, give me another day on it or something. But if, for instance, we did, like I say, chop off the sleeve halfway through, like I may then have to do an additional one. Um, but that again comes with working with such a great team. Like when I, um, when I was doing it myself, if I changed up a detail, I'm like, well, I'm going to read, read, drape this really quick to make sure it's perfect for these people. They're like so fast with it that I'm like, I'm confident. Nope. You know what you're doing. It's going to look great. <laughs> That's great. Um, how long does it usually take for like about average wise? How long does a dress usually take? Um, I would say probably six to eight months on average, actually I'm probably more toward the eight month mark, <laughs> but now we're on quarantine and for, you know, my availability has opened up a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, cause it, the things that take time a lot are, you know, sourcing the right fabrics in the right colors. If we're doing hand detailed beading, I put probably about maybe a solid 10 hours just into coming up with the design and the layout of the beading. I work in Illustrator, so I might like play with a bunch of different details and then, you know, you're meeting back up with the client throughout it to make sure they like the direction you're going and then like the time to actually create it. So like that beading detail is now going to take the hand beater another 10 to 14 hours to do. And it all goes in steps. Like you have to have this piece before you can put this piece on it. And it's just like you build on it. So it's definitely a process. So when they, all those things that say, you know, start looking for your dress a year in advance, that sounds ridiculous, but there's a lot of truth to it. <laughs> it's helpful. If you want the perfect dress, you got to prepare, I guess. So, right. um, well, with that, what has been your most challenging design? Oh, my most challenging design. Um, okay, I'm going to say it was making my sister's wedding dress. Um, this was also still when I was doing everything on my own. And like the week before, she comes for the final fitting and she puts it on. And, you know, we had measured everything out. She, but, you know, at the end, she was like, oh, you know what I would like if it was just like two inches longer. And I'm like, okay, no problem. You know, you don't want to stress the bride out. But I'm like, oh my God, I'm out of fabric. Like, I did not account for these two more inches um, with like that one fabric that ran out. And we're like, oh, we'll make it work with the stock that was available. And I, her dress had like so many layers of it. It was like layers of organza, then lace, then satin, and, and so on. So like to get those two inches longer, I like just had it on my mannequin like this. And I literally was at night, like just rotate and rotate and rotate. And I shifted each layer down just enough. So literally each layer got like half an inch longer to get like, to accentuate that last two inches. That took me quite some time. So I would say that was probably one of my biggest challenges, but it's still like you take every challenge like as an opportunity like instead of me running around town trying to find fabric that maybe wouldn't have matched the perfect color it's like you just have to like push your mind to think what can I do and you also like have to keep a calm and level head about it so it's almost just like figuring out the puzzle and so that's why I just want to take every challenge as a learning experience that's great 
um, you know, obviously this will, with this profession, it comes with a lot of stress, I'm sure, and pressure. Um, how do you, how do you deal with that stress? Um, I think it, cause you're right. Brides are, well, they could be opinionated and they can maybe not know what they want. And then their, their wishes change halfway through and that's totally okay. It's natural. It's normal. We've all done that. Um, so I think on my end of it, it's more just having a positive outlook and knowing that every problem has a solution. So if there are, whatever, maybe they're asking for something that I can't do, but I can come up with 10 other solutions that I can do for them or something. So yeah, things change a lot, but that's also part of being in my industry. Like fashion trends come and go on such a whim that you just have to be flexible and ready for whatever comes. Like what's that phrase? Like always expect the unexpected. <laughs> so you just got to be ready for it. Yeah. Um, that actually brought up a good point. So when you're designing something, do you tend to tailor exactly to a bride's like ideas or do you try to also incorporate like trends and stuff like that? I would definitely try to stay relevant. I think something I um, pride my designs on is it's always going to represent a modern, elegant, and feminine bride. So, you know, if they want something that's completely not my aesthetic, then to be honest, I'm maybe I'm not the designer that's right for what you want. So I would say, like, I will always gear it towards exactly what they are wanting. But I think when they come to me, they already know I like her aesthetic. So that's why I want to go to her. So and then from there, I'd like, of course, tailor all the details into what works for them, what's going to like accentuate their curves and hide their um, maybe something they're insecure about. So then at that point, it's all about them. Interesting. And most of them are really good at knowing, like, at putting their trust in me, knowing I know what I'm doing and knowing that I know what's going to look good, too. So it's definitely a, a partnership between me and the bride. Like, I know how to make your wishes come to life, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And how would you, like, describe your, like, aesthetic or your style? Um, with um, I think it... There's a sense of sensuality to it. I think I like brides to look feminine and hot going down the aisle. Um, but also, like I said, modern and elegant. So, for instance, like, I'm showing my dress again, but I do feel like it kind of embodies what I'm talking about. Like, I had, like, this was all see-through, but everything stayed in place. <laughs> and everything else was pretty much covered for the most part. And I... Like, that's something that I really wanted. But I think for other brides, maybe they'll want to emphasize maybe their bust line or their booty. Like, let's make it look good. And yeah. so I think just taking my style, but still emphasizing what looks good on them. But again, modern, elegant, feminine, that's what I try to portray. I love it. I love it. And then um, let's see. So um, let's say, like, a bride doesn't know what kind of dress they want what would you, how would you go about um, trying to help them figure that out? I get so many people that say this, like they don't know what they want. So they're like really nervous to go the custom route. And I think that's so cool that like, literally we can go through like millions of options and maybe they go into a bridal store and there's just too many options or there's not enough options. So now we can like really take, we work from inspiration images or sometimes I might just say like, Okay, when you went out clubbing or when you went to someone else's wedding, like, what what did you wear that made you feel good? Was it just a tank top that 
maybe it's a tank top they just wear at home all the time. And they're like, I just love the way this makes my shoulders look or something. Like I take all those elements that they're talking about that makes them feel good. And I start to like, for instance, I have a couple sketches here, but I would take elements of what makes them feel good already. And then as you go through it and then you reassure them, like you're going to see a drape also, and we can make changes from there. And it really starts to build as an idea in their mind. And then they feel more comfortable as the process goes on. And then it just turns into excitement, which is really cool. I love it. And um, let's see. So following that, um, what would be your ideal bride to come in? Uh, somebody who's excited about that process. They want the experience of, you know, having something custom tailored to them. Honestly, it's like a very exclusive feeling. You know, you're not just another customer. You're someone who's having someone spend their dedicated attention on you. You have a team of people making something that nobody else is going to have. That needs to, I like the bride who wants that unique, exclusive piece they know that they're going to be the only one having it walking down their aisle and they're going to feel great in it because I'm making the dress for them that you can't find anywhere else and yeah so somebody who's gonna rock it <laughs> amazing and uh so what is something move like moving on to that what is something that you wish brides knew beforehand um I wish brides would know that some people are afraid right from the go and I wish brides would know like we can calm any of those fears like there's so much that goes into planning a wedding that this should be fun and not stressful and like that we can really tailor things to what they want I think a lot of people might say oh well it might be cheaper just to go buy a dress but there's a lot of hidden costs involved in that too like I've seen also on some other custom um custom platform there like you still have to get them altered after you still have to get it hemmed or like things still have to be changed and that adds to the price and to the time frame and those are some things that I would never want brides to be caught off guard especially if you're getting a custom gown you should never have to get alterations done after so there's a lot of hidden fees out there and I think it's terrible how much the wedding industry can actually charge for certain things so I like to just operate with full transparency all, all the way through because I, I'm a bride and there were parts that I'm like, what? You have to pay what? Like DJs and cakes and everything else and everybody will have some sort of little hidden feet. But not everybody. Obviously, there's really good ones out there too. But it's it's really common. So I would cautious those, be cautious with those things. <laughs> and um, interesting. That's very interesting. I, I'm not married, so I am, this is all new to me, but I'm at that age where it's becoming more of a, like, thing that's being pushed on me, so I'm learning a lot from this, too. Oh, cool. I'm happy yeah. to put some insight and <laughs> have my experiences to go off of, and I just try to help people with that, but I'm sure there's, like, a slew of other experiences. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can all learn from. <laughs> um, so... What has, like, what is a major challenge um, that you face with this industry? I would say it's probably, so right now I'm in the phase of my business where I'm like ready to expand and I'm trying to stay 
true and authentic and have my integrity, but like try to really get out there to a wider reach. And social media is a huge platform for that. And in this digital age, I feel like it's so hard to come across authentic on social media. I'm definitely more of an in-person type of like relationship builder. So that's been my challenge. Um, so I'm just trying to get used to it and get more comfortable with being on camera or like putting my work out there. So I've always just like, I want my work to speak for itself. And now after I do a gown or when I'm doing whatever I'm doing all day long, I know I'm supposed to post about it. <laughs> it's like strange for me to do that. So I'm just trying to get more comfortable with that and really understand how to have a wider reach and still be true to myself and, you know, carry my integrity and what I truly believe in and make sure that's the message that I'm putting across out into the world. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, that's how I found you was through their Instagram, which was great. And, um, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I looked at all your stuff and I really like, I think the thing that I liked too, is that you showed, um, your sketches, not just like just the finished product, you know, you're showing the process of it all. And that's what made me like reach out to you too. Cause I was like, she's not just, you know, I could see that integrity there. And I, I don't know. I think that's something that should be showcased. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's really good feedback. That's great to hear. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I, and I feel like nowadays, this, like I am in the same boat too, where promotion and stuff like that is such an odd thing. And it's something I'm learning still. Yeah. Cause there's so many talented people out there across like, and not even just designers, all different kinds of arts and creative fields and services and like, it, I don't want it to be about who has the most money for ads. Those are the voices that you hear. Like, so just trying to, like, that's what I'm talking about. Just trying to, like, how do I get my reach across when, you know, I maybe not, not be the people pleaser and, like, have that far of an outreach with thousands of dollars of advertisements, you know? Yeah. Well, you're killing it. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Um, let me just look through here really quick. So... What is your personal favorite uh, gown style? Um, the mermaid dress. <laughs> so many people are afraid of the mermaid best dress, but I can't tell you how many people put it on and say, I never thought it was going to be for me, but it ended up being the one I love the most. I feel like there's also no other time in your life where you're going to wear a mermaid dress. <laughs> like a ball gown, you might. A sheath gown, you might. Strapless, of course, but like but a true like mermaid dress like I love it it's so flattering it's like fitted at the waist it really like shows the curvature of your booty which is great because I don't have a big booty and I felt like in my dress it looked like I did <laughs> um so yeah the mermaid dress is definitely my favorite and then there's all different kinds of fabrics you can play with on it lace is my go-to fabric I feel like there's so many things you could do with lace so I like to work with it like cutting up all the little appliques out of it and then putting beading on top of it or putting a scallop at the edge and things like that it takes hours of work but it's like so worth it because it's not just like one solid fabric yeah and it adds that like what you said the femininity like mm -hmm. such a nice delicate like fabric and right yeah I, even like with your dress right now with the the sleeve it looks so elegant yeah. and beautiful I love the kind of the naked look and then having the so these I just like cut out and sewn on individually and then I put the scallop around the edge of the sleeve so like just those little touches beautiful well um let's see 
Uh, I'm cruising through here. Let's see. Uh, okay, so what makes your brand unique? I would say it's bringing the customizable features to the everyday bride. So knowing that you don't have to, you know, be a, just a celebrity to be able to get exactly what you want to create your dream dress. Um, my, like I said, I, my goal is to expand my, my brand into like right now, what I'm working on is developing my first collection. So what I want to do is bring a collection with every gown having a customizable feature. So that's something I want to bring to like the everyday bride because a lot of brides do just want to go and try and address, but you know, maybe they like the bottom, but they, you know, the top neckline just didn't work for their body or, you know, they, they like the top, but they really just wanted something different on bottom. So I'm going to be able to bring that customizable feature on a wider scale to more brides. It's exciting. And then uh, what, what do you hope for the future of uh, Takisi Bridal? Um, I, I'm going to say just real quick, it's Takisi Bridal. <laughs> My bad, I'm sorry. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> no. uh, the C is pronounced like a G, um, and the, the name Takisi is my maiden last name, and it actually translates in Turkish to someone who sews. So, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's kind of always meant to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I see for my future is um, I want to, in the next three years, open up a boutique and have brides be able to come in just walking by and be able to start, you know, touch and feel the fabrics and the garments before they even jump into the process. Perfect. And you've, you've been doing um, some other cool things too, right? With um, making masks and stuff like that too, right? Yeah, so um, I, you know, COVID has affected us all in so many different ways, and it's one of those things I think you, you, you can't control what happens in our day to day, but you can control how you react to it or you, or what you're gonna do about it and your outlook on how you're gonna look at it. And I'm fortunate to like not have anything too terrible, so I know people are going through a lot more tougher times. But something that I was trying to do is um, there was an organization called Designed by Donation. And I started just doing a small portion helping them. So we were taking donations and using those to using the donations to create masks. So it would only pay for the labor of the masks. And then we we're taking all those masks and donating them to hospitals, nursing homes, essential workers. And just in my small portion of what I was able to do, uh, we were able to donate uh, 1,800 masks. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, you know what? That's like 1,000 more people that are maybe protected in their personal lives or slowing the spread. And it really made me feel good to be able to do something, you know, like you can't, like, what can I do to help this cause? Not much, but I was so grateful that like, okay, I can actually take my skills that will help somebody else and that's a great rewarding feeling well that's that's wonderful well thank you again so much um i know it's it's weird doing it over zoom but we did it um yeah. and how can we um how can we find you um two ways you can reach out to me on my instagram dakiji bridal or you can go onto my website and you can go to the contact me portion and be able to it'll go straight to my email and i'll be able to set up a consultation with you or anything like that that if you have any questions i can answer on both of those perfect all right well this has been threads for kpcradio.com i'm your host katie rosendahl